Muppets meet Van Halen. Well, good evening, everybody. We are the dead guys. We are the dog guys. We don't give a shit about anybody. Kill your parents. Kill your parents. We are the dog guys. We're the fucking dog guys. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> We're the door guys. I'm Davis. God, I'm what Vinny. an abrupt ending to just I'm total Sean. fucking masculinity. I'm Tyler, and I didn't know I was a part of something with an intro like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that other verse, voice, verse, voice you heard was uh, Craig Gass, our buddy from a long time ago. You were on one of our first podcasts. Yep, voice, and I'll add a verse. Daddy touched me once. <laughs> I'm the door guy. <laughs> I didn't like where he put his finger. I'm the dog guy. Yeah. Kill your parents. Yeah. His previous lyrics are brought to you by Greg Martin. <laughs> Beautiful man. My God. It's funny. I sit in here and I just I have questions. I just uh, being, you did this the first time. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, I was going to bring this up, and yep. you are a prognosticator like of the likes of Nostradamus. Yeah, you got on in the first you question. You asked were who got kicked off of the? Po- Has anyone been kicked off of this podcast? Yet? Yes, and no one had at that point. At that Two point, weeks later, what the guy I started with, uh, he was off. He was booted. <laughs> what happened? Well, I was going to ask. Did he pre- predict Saget? Is that- <laughs> did he kill Saget? What did he do to no. get kicked off? He got booted before Saget. He got booted before Saget? Yeah, what, yeah. what did he do? Uh, he just kind of flaked out a little bit and uh, uh-huh. left some fibs going on. And, Ooh, yeah. He might still have killed Saget. <laughs> <laughs> we can't deny that. We predicted some things, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. And what he was like uh, making up shit and... Yeah, uh, a couple times he would, like, show up. We had show scheduled, guests coming, and he'd help me set up, and he'd be like, I'm, I'm leaving, and just, like, leave me hanging. Really? And uh, yeah. at the time, I was just, like, you know, preparing for a show or whatever, trying to take this serious. Sure. Uh, I thought he would be there with me, and then he sure. wasn't, and then, you know, have to, to do it by myself or with the – it was just it, a lot of things like that. Uh, My favorite so, was when you said the story, he showed up and you guys were all set up and everything. And he goes, hope you guys got something to talk about because I got nothing. Oh, yeah, he did say that. It's <laughs> like you're that cool. going to record a podcast where you do nothing but fucking talk. And you're like, I got nothing. That's hilarious. That was pretty cool. <laughs> and then uh, also, you know, around here uh, at regular work at the Funny Bone, he started like fucking around and shit, too. So Oh, yeah, fucking around how? Uh he, uh, the f- one of the main things he was doing was he started dating a girl and was bringing her here. <laughs> yeah. And instead of working, he was just sitting like he was on a date. <laughs> they in the back, really? of, the back yeah. of the room. Was she a girl that was already someone who would come to the club? Or no, uh, no not at no, all. No, she's twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that brings up bigger issues. Uh, wow! <laughs> holy shit. It's a funny thing, man. It's it's such a cool thing. Um, there's there's so many different types of people that come through a comedy club week after week after week, and I, I think it's an interesting perspective that you have. Comedy's never been bigger. 
It's fucking right, crazy how right. big comedy is. I was doing shows. Uh, these dates that I'm doing, I'm calling the Where Have You Been Tour because I'm working back on the Howard Stern show now for the first time in 20 years. And that's, that's all, awesome. I, all I keep hearing from fans of the Howard Stern shows. Where have you been, dude? <laughs> and uh, so it's the Where Have You Been Tour. And the first dates that I did were in um, Providence, Rhode Island. And I'm getting ready to do... Uh, press to promote it and up the road from me bill burr was performing at fenway park no comedian Jeez. had ever done a show at fenway oh really so i went to fenway to go watch bill work on uh, some material it was like one of the most surreal experiences and that's all he kept saying on stage he's like dude this is fucking crazy this is fucking crazy like he just it was it was nuts to see that happen, but yeah, comedy's never been bigger, and I love it. Uh, um, so, but from your perspective, I mean, what did I ask you last time? I asked you who's been thrown out of the thing. Uh, I I asked you uh, what comedians have uh, fucked up. Yeah, here at the club, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't there did. who wasn't there a comedian that tried to fuck Colleen? <laughs> Uh, uh, there's been a few. Me. <laughs> Tyler, me. <laughs> Someone openly hit on her, though, right? There was Yeah, uh, Tater Salad, Ron White. Oh, that's yeah, right. That is yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an amazing story. Yes, it is. I've heard that. Colleen actually told me yeah. the story. And Well, and we had uh, Lewis Taylor on here, okay. who was a uh, bartender at the old club, and okay. he bartended here a little bit, and he was there when... Or he was he was there he was around when that had happened so he was able to tell his version of that so I think he went with Colleen to pick him up or I don't quite remember do you remember how he was why he was there what? it's my understanding that it happened like in a hotel room yes. right like, yes. like right. Ron was too hammered yeah that he was he, late for the he show. he was late for yes. the show like he's still in his hotel room the show yes. started and I think Lewis went to go get it get him but he okay. wouldn't come or he wouldn't answer the door so then colleen, so colleen comes i believe that's how it and went. then my memory of the story and it's it's a it is probably the most pathetic line i've ever heard in my <laughs> life if, if, if i remember this correctly it was colleen saying you need to be on stage in 15 minutes so get your clothes on and and the line was uh is that enough time for us to fuck? Yep. <laughs> That's correct. Yep. God, what a line. <laughs> Holy shit, what a line. Yeah, dude. And uh, the amount of um, craziness that happens in clubs. Although I don't think it's as crazy as it used to be. Probably not. Because I know when I first started, I heard that like apparently in the 80s, it was very common for comedians at the end of the week to, um, when it was time to get paid, to be told, uh, do you want to get paid in green or white? So. <laughs> We've heard that a couple times on here. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what's been happening in the two years since I last saw you guys? What's been the highlights of the podcast and the lowlights? <laughs> <laughs> well, Bob Saget died. He did. Yeah. Yeah. On right a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been great. That would have been a, a stunningly huge thing for the show. It no, was the weekend after being here. It yeah, was the weekend here. after being here. Yes. No way. Yeah. And he hated me and Davis. Yes. Did he? Yeah. Why did he hate you? We, we, told, we told this story before because he showed up and... And uh, we weren't quite prepared the for him to do his sound checks. Well. And, and then he, for the he, podcast, you mean? No, no, no. For, for his show. show. Oh, for his show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And like, I didn't know there was a sound check. Davis didn't know there was a sound check. We were late getting the music and stuff. And he was just irritated by it because it didn't go smoothly. I was a little bit late because I had my kids at home. And I got okay. not late as far as like Colleen and Daisy, but I showed up and I go in the green room and yeah. I'm excited because I've never, I've never met Bob Saget before. And, yep. you know, Hey, I'm working sound tonight or whatever. And, uh, I come in and I, I get in there and I, I think I was like 15 minutes late 
by the time of their sound check, and he goes, uh, are you all right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, are you going to be here on time tomorrow? And I was like, uh, yeah. And I just walked out, and I was like, well, that was weird. And then he continued to uh, just kind of berate us the whole time. Really? Yeah, no. he's up on stage. Like, it, was he's like, it was pretty crazy. He's like, if, he, if you don't want me here, he's like, I don't have to be rest, here. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. He's, like, he's, like, he's like, I don't know why people do this. He's like, you know, I thought this was a professional place, and I thought you guys wanted me here. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, but then after, I mean, he just kind of went on and on. Like, some of the servers were getting, like, pissed. They were like, who the fuck do you think you are talking to our door guys like this? No and they, I mean, they didn't say that to him, obviously, but... And then, uh, you know, when it was all said and done, but, and I get it, you know, he had said, he's like, you know, I'm just wanted to be perfect. I want it to be a good show. Yeah, and sure. yeah, sure. We get it. We dropped the ball a bit. Um, anything else happened that weekend with Bob that leads you to think about what could have possibly happened to him or no, because I think so. Because then he was fine after that. Like he apologized to me and he was said, not fine. To he's me. Sorry. He loved, <laughs> he loved Sean. And, and after he left or when he had, cause he had Sean like his last night and then he told Colleen, he's like, he's like, yeah, let me know next year. I'll be back. He's like, you know, I, wow. I'd love to come back. Because I got a text uh, hours, hours before the news broke that Bob Saget had died for a very specific reason. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I was looking it up and I was like, I don't even see that he's dead. And then hours and hours and hours. It was a, it was, it was a very specific reason. And I was, and then hours later, then uh, Bob Saget found dead. And I was like, oh. Holy shit! But that other half of the story was not part of it. Yeah. And all that's uh, come out in the last, uh, you know, in the time since then, is that the family uh, has fought to cover up everything about the autopsy. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he did not say before that he hadn't slept. He only slept like two hours and four days. And he said he had some sick family that and he's and then when he was apologizing, me, he's like, you know, I've, I've had people that's been sick and I've only slept a couple hours in the last few days. He's like, but that's no reason for me to act the way that I did. I oh, that's apologize cool. and things like that. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, so he, no, I didn't you kill him. Okay. I mean, he was already run down. He was like, right, you know, right. killing himself. All right. All right. Well, there you go. And then, you know, who knows what happened, but apparently you do. Well, I, I only, I got a text that didn't make any sense. And then, um, uh, and then the news hit and I was like, oh shit. Well, that part's true. So maybe the other part is. It was. It was. Yeah. Who sent you the text? Uh, this is good investigation. <laughs> <laughs> a musician friend of mine. Gotcha. And uh, it was a trip. I was like, "What? No!" And I was looking it up, and I was like, "Yeah, there's nothing on the internet." And then hours later, I was like, "Oh shit!" So yeah, that was fucking bananas. Um, well, that everybody in the world is talking about how great of a guy he was. We're the only people in this guy in the world That's, that he fucking hated. Well, it's funny. it's funny because I did hear a lot of people say he was such a great guy, but right. he wasn't nice to me yeah. when I met him. Oh, really? 10 years really? Ago, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, he, he said something kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I also know that everybody has bad days and stuff. But right. man, yeah. it was an unusually shitty thing. But, you know. Uh, but again, everybody has their bad days. Did you not have a sound stuff set up? No, I was. Uh, <laughs> we were both performing in the same venue in San Diego, and I just asked him a question, and he gave me a shitty answer. Oh. Uh, when I went to the venue the night before to say hi to him, and um, but you know, again, people can have bad days, and sure. it was just kind of an unusual way for a comedian to talk to another comedian. But uh, can I start another rumor? Oh, yeah, for we sure. Love Absolutely. Rumors. All right, listen. <laughs> I'm, I have on, this. I'm on board. <laughs> so I started to say that I have this Maroon 5 song stuck in my head. Yeah. Uh, so there's this crazy fucking thing that dates back to another thing 
that I told on stage once. And um, uh, a, a musician friend of mine uh, who works for Maroon 5 said, there's this guy that makes our guitars uh, for the band. And he made this guitar that was inspired by something you do on stage. And he thought we would get the joke right away, but we didn't notice it for like a couple of months. And now he feels terrible because nobody has noticed this joke. And now we, and now he looks like an asshole because no one noticed the joke. And it was based on a story that I've told on stage that um, I'm not supposed to tell. Uh, <laughs> but you've already told it on stage. I've told it on stage and I've removed all the, all the people involved. So <laughs> I'll, say it, I'll say it like this. Um, a musician friend of mine who, uh, if you were to name the top five heavy metal bands from the 1980s from MTV like top five most popular heavy metal bands of the 80s, hands down, this band, top five, without question, is one of the most popular hard rock bands of the MTV generation. Um, and that a guy from that band was telling me a story about how they were doing a, a festival tour of Europe years ago, and the headliner of this tour was ACDC. Brian Johnson, the singer of ACDC, walks into the band's dressing room to say hello. And the band, naked. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, get, they're getting ready to go on stage. So they're like, they're getting ready to rock out. And, and uh, so Brian Johnson is holding court in the entrance to the dressing room. And he's saying hello to everybody. Apparently, he's a really warm person. And he's looking around the room and saying hi to everybody. And he's making eye contact with everyone. And, and then at some point, he looks across the room and he sees the drummer. And he just starts staring at the drummer. Before he finally walks over and goes, Hey, man, did you know you've got a giant dick on your fucking back, man? <laughs> and the drummer looks at him and goes, The fuck are you talking about? And he goes, Your fucking tattoo is a big dick. And the drummer explains, It's a dragon. <laughs> it, it's an angry dragon. He goes, I know it's a fucking dragon, but look, it looks like you've got two bows on the bottom with a shaft on top and a big dick head on top. Now the whole band is looking at him going, Holy shit, dude, turn around. And they're all getting their camera phones out. They're like, they're all taking pictures and they're showing, they're like, dude, see this? How it looks like two balls on the bottom. And now he's looking at the tattoo for the first time going, what the fuck? When his singer looks at him and goes, dude, I'm not trying to be an asshole, okay? I'm really looking at your tattoo for the first time and I got to be honest. It does not look like your dragon is breathing fire. <laughs> it's like shooting a big load all over your back. And this guy thinks that everyone's fucking with him. And he goes, shut up. Fuck you. Come on. It's time to go on stage. Let's go rock. I'm going to put my shirt on. Let's fucking do this. And then he gets up on. But he knows what he saw. And he's in, he's in front of 60,000 people at this festival just like thinking about what the fuck. And then the next day he calls the tattoo shop, which is located in New York, in Staten Island. Which, by the way, if you know anything about New York, that's fucking perfect. He calls his <laughs> tattoo shop in Staten Island and goes, Hey! You think it's funny you're putting a big dick on me? Is that funny to you? And this is what he hears from the tattoo shop. Um, yeah, we got a lot of complaints about that guy. Um, <laughs> apparently, he was putting dicks on everybody. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, we actually we sat him down. We sat him down. Remember that? A few months ago, we said, hey, be honest. No, 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 no. Be honest. Are you putting dicks on people? What, what, what are you doing? And he said, can I make a phone call? We said, go ahead. And he fled. <laughs> this is my favorite line of the entire story. 
<laughs> Fucking guy left a trail of dicks everywhere. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> next time you come back in, we'll cover it up. No charge, all right? I mean, that's a big dick you got, but we'll cover it up. No charge next time you come back in. But the next day, he has another show. And he hasn't seen his bandmates in 48 hours. He walks into the fucking dressing room and he feels everybody's eyes on him when he looks around and goes, I got a big dick on me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's asking him questions. They're like, dude, I thought you were friends with that guy. He goes, I fucking love that guy. <laughs> that guy was my boy. I mean, he did a couple of my tattoos, but we used to party together. That's why I don't understand. Why would he do that? And someone who was paying attention said, a couple of your tattoos. And he goes, yeah. I thought he just did the dragon. He goes, no, he did the, he did the dragon. But then he did um, uh, on my leg, the Jesus. Um, he did, and everybody froze and he went, oh, shit. And he undoes his belt buckle and he pulls his pants down. They're all looking at the tattoo. He's the first one to notice. He goes, oh, man, what the fuck? <laughs> he had no idea. He'd been walking around for years with a tattoo of Jesus with a boner. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking boner. He has risen. It's the greatest <laughs> tattoo idea ever. So um, so this story I've been telling on, on stage, and I, I told it to my buddy who works for Maroon 5, and he goes, man, uh, so there's this guy who's a huge fan of yours that, that makes our guitars, and he made these guitars, and he said, did you get those guitars I sent you? And I said, yeah, yeah. Adam loves it. And he goes, oh, did Adam look at it? And he goes, <laughs> yeah. And he goes, okay, because there's something on the guitar. And it's been a couple months. And he goes, well, what's wrong with the guitar? And he goes, dude, that guitar is covered in dicks. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, dude, this is Maroon 5. I'm showing you on my Instagram, by the way. Um, at Craig Gas Comedy. Craig Gas Comedy with two S's. And you'll see. It's one of the first posts you'll see. And this is Adam playing the guitar. And he has no idea at he this has point. No idea. <laughs> and you scroll through, the next picture is it's this guitar, which is this guitar. You see these dicks? <laughs> which is that guitar. That's a dick. It's a, it's a bunch of flowers, but the flowers are like ball sacks. And then there's like, yeah, I mean, dude, it's covered in dicks. And Adam Levine is playing this guitar on stage right now <laughs> during the Maroon 5 residency. He has no idea this guitar is covered in dicks. I feel so proud of that. That's so awesome. By the That's way, awesome. if you come out to the Funny Bone this weekend, I'll tell you the band. I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell <laughs> the go. story on stage, and I'll tell you the fucking band. So come out <laughs> to the Funny Bone here in Omaha. But uh, this should be you guys asking questions, but um, I, I just always find myself... Uh, this, filled this is how you with started out. yeah. <laughs> Since the last time I saw you, by the way, um, uh, over the years uh, I've come to town and I've timed it so I could go to a concert. And a few years ago, Kiss was here and I brought a bunch of people. From I remember, the yeah, that's you right. Took Nick Allen down we, there. Yeah, we, we took a few people awesome. to go see Kiss. And then um, I can't remember what was going on last time. There was some show going on last time. And then uh, and then some one of you guys is a big Allison Chains fan, right? Oh, no, no, no. It was somebody who worked here was an Allison Chains fan. Um, oh, Daryl. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Daryl, yeah. That's right. And I got him uh, uh, some guitar picks from, That's right. uh, from Alice Chains. And then uh, Colleen, who is the biggest. I mean, it's like when you think of Colleen, you think of the Rolling Stones. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. First thing. Yep. And a buddy of mine who does security for Rolling Stones uh, told me, uh, pick a show. I'll hook it up. 
And so I went to Vegas to go see him, and I was like, all right, Colleen, uh, I can get us in. We're going to get hooked up. And so I got her and I up against the stage where there's like this long ramp that goes all the way down the middle of the stadium and that Mick Jagger uses to go up and down to perform on. Oh, yeah. And so there's a little spot uh, at the lip of the stage where – uh, they let people stand there with a, who get a wristband called the Golden Ticket Wristband. So I got us some wristbands, and we watched the show from there. She brings her son, <laughs> who just stands five feet behind her while Colleen I fucks Mick Jagger. It was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever I seen. I saw a video of her uh, yeah. there, like, dancing around and stuff. Yeah. It was awesome. But she's just mesmerized. Yes. Like, she has no idea. My camera phone is right next to her face <laughs> filming her, and she's looking at Mick like, any anything you want. Anything <laughs> right now, dude. And looking at her son behind her like, Mom? Mom? Like, oh. Oh, her son's no. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> There's nothing to hide there. That was amazing. So in the last couple of years, um, who has surprised you? Came on the podcast, and you're like, oh, this is the comedian that's coming to town. Don't much about don't know much about him. Holy shit, was that cool. Mm. Man. I'm trying to think. There has been someone, a couple people like that, but I'm trying to think who it would be. How much weed are you smoking in between these oh, podcasts? so much. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking much. All of you actually look so stumped. It was almost like it was almost like one of you was about to say, who did we interview? <laughs> well, a, a lot of time we know the guys that we're interviewing. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's, right, it's so not that much of a surprise. Well, when I was asked, uh, I don't know, it was... Probably four months ago or something, I came to a show with my wife and Cameron Logsdon, who's a local comedian, was out there and he asked me who like my favorite guest was. And nowadays, because we've done so many interviews and shows, I feel like I was like, I don't even know, man. It all kind of mashes together. Yeah. You know, it's been so and I was like, they're all it's all been fun. I just I can't really pick like one. One time that it was, you know, really stands out. Colleen, we interviewed Colleen yeah. once. That was awesome. Whoa. We did for our 50th yeah. episode. Really? Yeah. Now, do you ask her questions that you would never ask her off the air? <laughs> like, do you ask her stuff that, like, all right, I always want to know the I answer to this I think we kept question. it pretty tame. I don't yeah. think we went real too crazy about Because it. we can ask her anything we want not on mic. Yeah? Okay. You know, I mean, she's so not going to... did she offer up any fucked up stories that you had not heard before on that episode? I think so. Yeah, there was a couple... Uh, we, we really just got into the old club down... Uh, yeah. It was down Dodge Street a ways from here. Where was it? Because like I went there days. once, but I was on a lot of... Coke. 114th and Dodge. <laughs> 114th and what? Yeah, Dodge. So and basically Dodge. that main road that's out here, Yeah. if you go that way about six miles... East. Okay. East, six miles. 114th of Dodge. Yeah, that's where I met um, Jay Medicine Hat. Uh, was at the, the old location. And then the, um, and I've told this story. I know I've, I told it on stage every night when I was here last time a couple years ago, but. You can probably do it again and everyone will love it. Uh, Jay Medicine Hat. I met him at, at uh, the Funny Bone. I called Colleen and said, hey, my name is Craig Gass. And yeah, whatever, I love this story. Whatever I was doing at the time, you know, I said, yeah, I, I work on this. You know, whatever show I was working on at the time. And I'm in town. Can I stop in and do a guest set? And she said, well, we have a uh, hypnotist, but uh, yeah, you can, you can come up and do some time. There's just no other comedians. It's just the hypnotist goes on stage and just does a show. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But it is stage time. So I was yeah. like, all right, fuck it. It's kind of like, you know, if you ever find yourself close to having a threesome, it's never, uh, I've, I've found out from other friends that like, it's never ideal. It's always like, well, 
Technically, it is a threesome, even though one of them looks like Louis Anderson. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, but, but whatever, whatever. And uh, so, um, so technically, you know, it's still stage time. You know, the the crowd's ready for a hypnotist show. But and so I go into the club. I do my set. I meet Jay Medicine Hat. He's really nice to me. And then afterwards, uh, I watch him do his set, and he made so many cocaine references. He was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, fucking cocaine, cocaine, uh, just joking, unless you have some. Cocaine, <laughs> cocaine, just joking, unless you have some. And then I remember after the show, I was like, hey, so uh, can you get a hold of some cocaine? He goes, yeah, you want to get some? And I go, oh, fuck it, let's get some. So we get some coke, and we end up back in my hotel room. And I remember Jay Medicine Hat, at that moment, when I dump all the coke out, Jay Medicine Hat goes, uh, yeah, man, I've had three heart attacks. And I go, are you serious? And he goes, yeah. And I go, three heart attacks? And he goes, yeah. And I go, from what? And he goes, from this. And, <laughs> and he points at the table. And I, in all sincerity, said, you want me to do all of it <laughs> to protect you? Like, I could, I'll, like I'll, 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 I'll snort all of it if you want. Like, I'm happy to, I'm happy to, to protect, do, to help him out. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to do it all if you yeah, want. Yeah. Like, if, if, you, if, you, if you're worried about, because I'm worried, <laughs> plus I love Coke. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm oh, sure he did man. not want that. Where, yeah. where was Craig when he was touring with the Stray Cats? I mean, yeah, I know, on. right? The Stray Cats. <laughs> I didn't even get that reference. Yeah, no, he he used to open it. He used to tour with the Stray Cats. No way. Yeah. I never heard that. Yeah, so because there was one night years ago when I was playing uh, bumper music for while we were getting people on stage, and I just happened to pick the Stray Cats, and he's like, he goes, oh, you have no idea. It's a band, Tyler, not real Stray Cats. I don't know. <laughs> Rockabilly <laughs> music. Most of this has been over my head. <laughs> Except for the cocaine, right? Yeah. Cocaine yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tyler got the cocaine. But so he pointed to this tattoo on his arm of the Stray Cats. And he goes, and then, so then he had to take, he stopped the show to tell the story. He goes, I used to tour with the Stray Cats. And he said, you know, he was with them for probably about a month or two months, something like that. No shit. And then they were in some town. And then he goes into the tattoo place. He's like, hey, I want to get a, the, the logo tattoo. And the, the guy's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah. He's like, fuck yeah. He goes, uh, he's like, this band isn't going to last very long. He's like, no, no. Fucking give me the tattoo. So we got the tattoo. And then like a month later, they broke up. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, no <laughs> shit. But he said wow. that was some of the hardest partying days that he had done. Really? It was partying with the stray cats? Yeah. No shit. I think wow. that's cooler to have the tattoo and then they break up. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more obscure. Oh, for sure. I mean, there are some bad tattoos. Like you could have a giant dick on your back. <laughs> you know? but, or uh, on your leg. Or on your leg, yeah. Any comedians that uh, really stood out? Is, any comedians that you know of that were so impolite that that's the reason why Colleen won't bring them back? Oh, for sure. Really? Well, Eddie Griffin yeah. is my... Yeah. Eddie yeah. Griffin was impolite. He yes, was, he was impolite. Uh, I was going to say Ari Spears, but he yeah. was just back just here. Back. He walked out second show <laughs> one time. Uh, he did maybe 10, 15 minutes of his set, and he just left because he didn't like the, and like left the building. And everyone's just like, wait, what just happened? Because he was pissed that the crowd wasn't feeling him or something. I don't know. It, really? it was crazy. And he was, he was always a big dick, like when we'd walk in there or whatever. What's going on? Is Ari keep getting away? You keep oh. fading in and out. Is this the club where Ar I heard a story about Ari Spears that uh, he demanded that a staff member get fired? Was that here? Uh, that could have been here. Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. that. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow, that's crazy. Then, uh, and we just had, uh, uh, we've been having lots of, on, especially on Thursdays, lots of these YouTube and TikTok guys. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they sell out the fucking room. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's, they do. It's, it's, cra- it's crazy. Insane. Uh, yeah. And so we just had uh, Ginger Billy here. I don't know if you're familiar, but if I feel you, like I've heard the name. Yeah. Um, you were here that night, right, Tyler? For Ginger Billy? Yeah, yeah I yeah. watched him. And so, was that two shows or one show? <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow. But, so, after, so, it was him, and he brought an opener with him. And, like, he never really talked to Colleen. He never talked to really anybody. And then, at the end of the night, uh, Colleen reached out to talk to his uh, opener. and was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm ready to pay him. He's like, oh, well, you can just go pay me. So, then he took the money, and then he, <gasps> he went back in the green room, and then they just left. They didn't even say goodbye. They, they didn't even say anything. anything. They were just fucking gone. No shit. Yeah. And it's like, what the, what, why the fuck would you do that? Because he was in denim shorts. He had to go get warm. <laughs> it was winter. Wow. He wore just denim shorts. And what month is this when they did this? It was February? February. Yeah, it was Whoa. February, I think. I mean, they were cut to here. That's his act. He was shirtless, just oh, no like shit. little jean shorts. Whoa. Yeah. Holy shit. He just basically snubbed Colleen. Wow. Um, it's interesting. Uh, YouTubers, TikTokers are able to sell tickets, but thank God most of the comedy clubs in the U.S. will only put them in on an off night. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and I've heard um, like a buddy of mine who runs the legendary Comedy Connection in Providence, he said, um, I do that because I have built a reputation that every, any weekend you want to come out, even if you don't know who the comedian is, I'm going to have a good show for you. Yep. And I don't want to risk someone showing up like, oh, it's let's go to a comedy show and then see one of these TikTokers and be like, what the fuck was well, that? It's like a yeah. crapshoot. Like some of the guys do have started out as stand-ups maybe and they are decent yeah but a lot of them like they'll play a video half the time or like you're like what are you gonna get when you come to this show because the content they're doing on tiktok and youtube doesn't correlate to this stage right so doing here. a stage right exactly yeah. yeah so it's always just kind of like what's gonna what is this wow what's gonna, and they're trying to figure be? it out Sure. Sure. You know what? I will say uh, a buddy of mine who lives down the road from here in Cedar Rapids did the same thing with um, uh, that prank show on uh, True TV. Uh, the Impractical, Impractical Jokers. Jokers oh, yeah. Where those guys, he, he reached out to them and said, hey, you guys want to come do a comedy show? And they're like, well, we've never done a comedy show. And it's like, well, just put a show together. Just do like <laughs> any, any help them write a show. And they came out and they sold out all the shows and they're like holy fuck this is great let's let's do it again and then he started booking them in other places he became their agent huh. and then now is their tour manager and now obviously they've, they've been doing arenas yes. and yeah. their own uh, uh, cruises they've just been fucking cleaning up so is that yeah. what got Sal? Because I know Sal's been kind of going out on his own and doing stuff like I saw him in the Des Moines Funny Bone a couple of different times yeah and, didn't and he travels something all- happened Sal, Sal's not the one who quit, right? No, so Joe's the one that quit. Oh, Joe's the one gotcha. who quit. But yeah. Sal's the one that's like I saw actually listed like on improv and, and funny bone websites. Yes. And I was like, oh shit. I didn't yeah. know they actually had material or Sal you know, set. Volcano, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been seeing him at the clubs in New York and uh um yeah, I don't know what his, his stand up is like, but um, Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, but they are trying to work it out. I mean, you know, honestly, to a to a lesser extent. Theo Vaughn was uh, a reality show guy mm-hmm. in the 90s who I started seeing in clubs in the early 2000s. And he was genuinely cutting it out 
like multiple times a night you would see him at different mics around LA and he was working on his set like multiple times he wasn't trying to just and I there was one other guy who I'd seen from the road rules that showed up at a club in New York and just off of his fame they gave him weekend spots but his material wasn't strong and so he didn't last very Surprise. long. But Theo Vaughn was like really working on it and has now turned into this great comic, you know, that uh, that really knows what he's doing. But um, God damn, I, I literally have just been asking questions since we fucking started. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, Craig Gass here. Hey, no, but see, this weekend. The, the thing is, though, all these things that you're asking us are all things that we haven't really gotten to talk about yet because we really? were gone for several months. And, you know, these types of stories and these types of things we haven't brought up. Well, to be honest, when I ask a question like, who is a dick here? I, I love hearing a specific name only because people will usually go, ah, there was one guy. Remember, <laughs> wink, wink. And like, oh, yeah. You're like, Eddie Griffin. Fuck that guy. Fucking YouTuber ginger bitch. Fucking, like, you guys have specific names. Oh, fuck yeah. We don't like, nothing back. Wow. That's fucking amazing. And then who is somebody that is so nice? Maybe you're not even a fan of their comedy, but they're so fucking nice that you will defend them for the rest of your fucking life because they're so fucking cool. Karen Morgan. John Paul. Uh, yeah. A, John Karen Paul's Morgan's a good one. one. Karen Morgan, you said? Yeah, we had her on. Yeah. She's so nice. She's so awesome. awesome. Really? She's super nice. and She let me slip some dead baby jokes in. <laughs> really? Yeah, and you got her to swear on stage for the first time. Yeah, she's a clean comedian okay. from out east that came. Okay. And I went and did a Colleen set us up with a couple shows. Okay. And then we did guest sets here, and we talked about them. She'd never cussed on stage. Really? So we made a pact to say fuck together. She's like, I'm going to say fuck tonight. <laughs> I remember so it was like a pure fun night of cussing. Some, <laughs> some, uh, um, <coughs> so, some friends of mine were interviewing Brian Regan, who's notoriously clean, legendary comedian, um, and some friends are interviewing him and saying, uh, this is on Sirius XM, it was the, uh, it was Opie and Jim. Yeah, it was, uh, no, it was Opie and Anthony. Yeah, it was Opie and Anthony when they were still together. That sounds like a while ago. Yeah, and they were asking Brian Regan, they go, uh, Brian Regan in studio, and they said, and Brian, uh, you've never cursed on stage, always clean, right? And he said, well, I, I do a joke where I say, uh, cock-sucking motherfucker and they go <laughs> you do and he goes yeah it's a joke about butterflies <laughs> <laughs> wow that was amazing that was amazing i love moments like that you know did i hear one time he was in town and he came and took some of the staff to go have drinks after a show? Yeah, he came out here and he was hanging out in the back uh, having a... I don't know if they went and had drinks or if they were going to, and I think Colleen might have bailed on him. Oh. But, but, he, but no, he, he was in the back of the showroom and he was back there talking with Colleen and they had a few drinks and... I don't remember if he came at the, I think he came in at like the end of whoever was there, whoever's here that night. Oh, so he wasn't even <clears throat> scheduled to perform here. He no, no, he, he was in town. Like oh. he had done like an early, like a like, seven o'clock show oh, on a Saturday. Yeah. 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 Like a and then he came out here and caught like the tail end of whoever happened to be on. I, I don't even remember. And then, then the comics were all sitting back there talking with him and Colleen was sitting back there talking with him and they were having a glass oh, of wine. And stuff. I love yeah. that guy. Cause he's still, is very much in touch with his love of stand-up. The way that you would, like, at an open mic. You go to an open mic and everyone in that room loves stand-up comedy. Yeah. When people start making money, they lose that. I, I don't know why. 
I, but I still I still love stand up comedy, I, and I love. Uh, Brian is a rare person who still loves stand up. In fact, I remember getting booked for a show uh, somewhere in in central Washington or eastern Washington. It was a place called the Tri Cities, which is uh, it's not Spokane, it's not Seattle. It's it's really just it's it's off the beaten path. And and I was trying to look and see if maybe there's some shows going on that I could time it so I could de- see something cool like a concert or something. And Brian Regan was performing there, so I go to see Brian Regan, and Brian goes, uh, uh, a friend of mine was opening for him. And I say, hey, I'm, I'm a comedian. My buddy introduced me to him. And he goes, oh, that's great. Uh, we're talking about stand-up. And he goes, yeah, as soon as I get off stage here, I'm going to uh, a club. And he was performing in a fucking arena. And I go, <laughs> wait a minute, what club? And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm performing at a comedy club. And I go, I think I'll, the only comedy club is the one that I'm working at. And they're not open tonight. They only do uh, Friday and Saturday. And he goes, oh, I'm going to uh, uh, ch- Jack something. And I go, Jack Diddley's, which was a shithole comedy club that ended up closing down a year later because a bouncer killed someone in the audience. Oh, fuck. It was amazing. We don't have any stories like that. (laughs) A bouncer fucking killed somebody. Not like intentionally. It was like something where the the guy was being restrained and then thrown out of the club, and then he had a medical incident that was like triggered from the physical uh, restraint, and he fucking died, and that, that closed the club down. But... Fucking Brian Ring gets off stage at a in an arena and then goes to Jack Diddley's to do a set. And I see him a year later and I said, um, man, I keep thinking about what you said to me a year ago that you were leaving this arena to go do a set somewhere. And I've I there's moments where I go to towns that I've never been to before and I'll I'll find out about an open mic and I'll I'll pop it and I'll go, Hey, uh, Craig Gas, you know, can I get on stage? And they'll say uh, well, yeah, the sign up is like online, you know, so it's already closed. And I, <laughs> and I, like, I want to go, um, oh, shit. And I don't know how to like respond without sounding like an asshole. Right. Like, <laughs> like, you know, um, uh, you should Google me, you know, whatever. Right, right, yeah. right. And I don't know how to say that. And Look I, me and so, up. Yeah. So uh, I asked Brian, have you ever, has that ever happened to you? Do you ever go? And he goes, oh, it happens all the time. He goes, it just happened to me a couple weeks ago. He said, I was in Denver. Where he performed at the fucking Pepsi Arena, where the Denver Nuggets play, he, and gets, the Avs. he gets off stage and he goes to the Comedy Works um, in downtown Denver, and yep. it's a Sunday night, and he walks in and there's a girl behind the counter and he goes, "Hey, Brian Regan, get on stage," and she goes, "Oh yeah, the sign up is full." <laughs> and Brian said he just went. Um, can you get a hold of anyone, just and anybody, just just? Any, and she goes, okay. And she goes back, and then she came up. And she's like, oh my god, I am so sorry. And he's like, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> but I love that line. Can you get a hold of anyone, literally anyone besides you? And this is going to be straightened out. Just just anyone besides you. Clearly, you don't know. So yeah. talk to anyone. Yeah, literally. And we'll get this squared away. Anyone in this building, anyone, and we'll be okay. But I love that. I, I love that that happens to a guy like even to Brian, which honestly kind of makes sense because for as, as awesome and as huge as he is, it's it's funny to me how many people I talk to who don't know who he is. You know, right. he, yeah. he's got his own audience. They know the name, yeah. but, know the name. but if you name, see him, yeah. you're like, yeah. I have no idea who that guy is. Yeah, he's a legendary comedian, man. He... Um, he actually had this awesome story. I wonder if I can find this. Um, he had this awesome story that uh, <laughs> uh, 
when I performed here a couple years ago, it was uh, literally a month after we lost this great comedian named Carl LeBeau. And oh, I love Carl. Carl LeBeau was Sam Kinison's best friend, and he um, uh, used to open for Sam, and he uh, ended up being uh, diagnosed with a really aggressive form of cancer. And um, so he... Um, uh, it went really quick, and I, I spent his last year with him in Vegas, keeping him company while um, he was sick. And when he passed, and which was a month before I got to Omaha, I we had a memorial for him, and I told the story about how Carl told me the story a couple of times that Brian Regan, <laughs> squeaky clean Brian Regan, texted Carl and said, uh, uh, "Hey, how's it hanging?" <laughs> and Carl replied, I don't appreciate your sense of quote-unquote humor. Carl Lebeau passed away last night. Who is this? Oh. <laughs> for an hour, there was no response for an hour. And then Carl texted and said, uh, uh, I had an erection for the first time uh, last night. And then I put on your new Netflix special, and I haven't been able to get hard since. <laughs> and, um, and Brian wrote back and said, well, I'll have to put a warning on the special then. <laughs> and um, I tell that story, and then Brian Regan comes on after me and says, uh, yeah, what Craig said was true, but what Craig doesn't know is that uh, there's a follow-up to that story, which was a week or two later, I said... Uh, I texted Carl and said, how are you? And Carl sent this back. It's, it's another comedian trying to resuscitate Carl. Yeah. <laughs> it was Holy Carl shit. trying to be resuscitated on his bed. Unbelievable. Yeah. I love that. I, I think the funniest jokes I've ever heard might probably be from memorials at comedians. Uh, some of the most outrageous uh, jokes we've ever heard. Bob Saget actually had a line at the Robin Williams Memorial. He walked out and said, um, I don't know how many of you know this, but I've lost two sisters uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, not trying to brag, but... But that's how Bob was. He was so quick with yeah, his stuff. Yeah. Where And dark. And dark. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first time he was here, and that's one <laughs> thing I loved so much because he was just talking about... He's like, he's talking about... He's like, yeah, he's like, fuck that shit. No, don't fuck that shit. That's gross. But And then he would just move on to the next line. He's just wow. boom, 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 boom. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's, that's my favorite thing about stand-up is being able to watch my favorite comedians for free. You know, and uh, getting to work uh, with other comedians who I really respect and admire. I feel like you're at all, anytime there's an event, Craig Gass is there. Like, you're wearing this Super Bowl hat. I yeah. swear to God, I saw you at, at the Super Bowl, like, <laughs> milling around somewhere. Yeah, the like, NFL. Anytime I, I'm like, the Craig Gass right there. Yeah, <laughs> the NFL took my stuff and put it on, on all their social media stuff, but they didn't credit me at all. I asked Patrick Mahomes at, uh, at Media Night. I said, Patrick. My name's Craig Gass. I'm a stand-up comedian, and um, I feel like you would play through any injury. Like, if you broke every finger, every finger, would you still play? And he said, absolutely, I would still play. I said, if you broke every toe, would you still play? Absolutely, I would still play. And I said, all right, here, here's my line to cross. What if somebody hurt your feelings? What would you, 
I saw. I remember. I saw that on Instagram when you yes. posted that. I, I was like, "Oh, that's fucking hilarious." And he said, uh, "What was the name of the guy on his team that has a brother that played for the Eagles?" Um, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. So he said, "Travis Kelsey hurts my feelings every day." And I was like, "Well, you're a better man than me because if somebody hurts my feelings, I'm going home." I just uh, <laughs> and the NFL took it, put it on all their social media stuff, and they didn't give me any credit. But you know, whatever. Those. They're bastards. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> that's what they do. All I do, all I can do, is just get in the comments and just say, "Hey, I filmed this. Come to my page right. and see the rest of the video, and you know, whatever." But, uh, but you know, it's funny enough that the NFL liked it and put it on their socials. So, so that's fine. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I go to the Super Bowl every year. Interview concerts, the players, everything. concerts. Yeah, is there well, a show in town this week that you're here for that, that you're uh, trying to see. ZZ Top is here on <clears throat> Wednesday. Where at? Uh, I don't know what the name of the place is, but they're hmm. playing somewhere in town. And um, my buddy uh, Elwood, who was Billy Gibbons' guitar tech for years, is now the bass player in the band. Huh. He grew out a beard. Now he's playing bass. <laughs> and uh, so I was going to go see them on Wednesday. And um, uh, But, yeah, I, I try to book all my shows around sporting events and concerts. Um, and um, so uh, I'm actually getting a schedule uh, for Rolling Stones here in a few days so I can tell Colleen before they announce it, like, all right, this is what we're going to plan. And Colleen actually had a really good idea. She's like, um, you know, I can get – she was saying she can get a hotel – before they announce it, when it's still cheap, because once they announce the concert, then right. all the rates sure. like uh, quadruple around the area of the building where the show is at. And so she's going to uh, 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 book her hotel, and we'll, we'll go see another Rolling Stone show. So nice. And then if she brings one of her kids along, then I can watch her <laughs> make everybody uncomfortable. So <laughs> it be fucking great. But uh, how often are the uh, comedians trying to hook up with the waitresses here? Uh, not that often, I don't feel no. like. You had a story last time I was here that there was one, I think he was an opening act, and he was trying to fuck all the waitresses. Uh, that is probably true. I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> when when we moved out here, Colleen kind of put in a big uh, no smoking weed with the comics to the oh, servers. Wow. No smoking weed with the comics and no fucking the comics. No shit. Yeah. Was that a big deal in the old location? Oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> From the stories that we've yeah. heard on this podcast, that there was a... There was a Having lot of crazier lot. shit going on down there. Really? Yeah. What was the... Is there a Ralphie May story that here about him? Did Ralphie May get in trouble out here with something? He got in trouble with Todd and Tyler. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, with the... Yeah, I don't know... I don't remember what the story was. Someone was trying that. to tell me that, Todd, that uh, Ralphie May was banned from... No, he played this club... Real close to his passing too. He might yeah. be cursed. Really? Yeah. So, but he came here, but he didn't go on Todd and Tyler like a couple. That's of right. Times. So, what happened between him and Todd and Tyler? He, I think he slept through their show the first time. Oh, so he didn't even show up. Yeah. Well, and I thought that, and then maybe that, and then he was talking shit or kind of side talking shit about him, like. I think about that incident and kind of pissed them off. And then oh, they were like, wow. nah, no shit. Know, fuck you. We're not because then they reconciled. And like he, after they reconciled, he like sent him a box, like a bunch of whiskey or, or, bourbon oh, nice. or something like that. And kind okay. of some expensive stuff. And then they made up. Wow. That's interesting. It got weird with fluffy on TNT the other day. Why was Gabriel Iglesias? Oh really? Yeah. They, he went, he said something, Mike was making some comment, or Tyler was making some comment, and then he he went in. Uh, he just said something about you white. Pe it was something to do with 
race. Okay. And he just kind of ended up hanging up. Like it went. Oh, it went a lo- and when Mike, like I was just coming in at the end of it, and then Mike was pissed. They were all, they were, they said, whatever. I mean, he just got huh. down with it. But he did kind of one of those you people. Like really? they were asking questions and he did something like that. I can't remember what it was. You'll have did to ask they him. say okay. something about it? Or did they say something that pissed him off? Or yeah, but they didn't say anything. But he was just asking. It was something about if he spoke Spanish, at, yeah. if he did some Spanish speaking shows or something. And they said, "Well, why would it?" And and then it hit him sideways. Yeah, I have to go listen wow. to the podcast. Look for that podcast episode because they take all their segments and release them in, as po- podcast segments. Oh, okay. So you can go back and usually they're titled with whatever I think it's they every tw- yeah twenty minute segments. Yeah. Wow. Because I'm going to be doing some stuff with them uh, over the next couple mornings, but not as myself. <laughs> so nice, there nice. will be some horrifying things being said by celebrities over the next couple of days on the topic. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. so if you missed that, go yeah. back and check out the Todd Tyler podcast yeah. and, uh, it'll probably, from this week. It'll probably be... Uh, uh, if you heard Tom Arnold um, saying outrageous things... <laughs> You know, here's the thing about uh, uh, Tom Arnold here. I used to be famous. And, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, I'm in recovery, okay? I'm clean and sober. But uh, I don't know if you're like me. You take a baby aspirin, right? You start with a baby aspirin. Next thing you know, you're jerking off 10 guys in a helicopter. You don't even know how you got there. Am I right? Is it, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a slippery slope, folks. Uh, I just like doing uh, Tom Arnold and taking like a really small thing and spinning it out to this extreme. <laughs> Did you see yeah. that documentary about Tom Arnold's sister? Yeah, the meth meth queen is that the meth queen. What? Meth queen, yeah. yeah, she she was like l- the largest meth dealer in the United States. No way. She was, way. Yeah, she was well, in, in Iowa. In Iowa. Yeah, in Iowa. Iowa? Based yeah. out of Iowa. Atoma, she, Iowa, baby. Yeah. Really? <laughs> That's yeah. where Radar Rally's from. Yeah, Atoma's where they're from. Why would you want to be up all the time in Iowa? Like, <laughs> what, like, like, why, like what the fuck? And by what, the way, Tom Arnold is one of the funniest and coolest people. On oh, the, yeah. On he's very he's, nice. He's been yeah. here before. He, um, I I'd saw, love to have him back. I saw him. Did he come and do the fucking podcast? No. I fucking would love to. No, this was well before the podcast. Dude, this that guy five or six at, years ago, at the at roast of Cheech and Chong. Uh, I ran into him before the show, and I gave him some information that he took right on stage. Yeah. Um, he was, um, um, I, I was trying to get on the Roasted Cheese and Chong, because I've, I've, Tommy Chong's always been really great to me. And at the last minute, they said, no, we're going to go with, fuck, and I can't remember this guy. He's the good-looking guy, uh, uh, good-looking uh, Latino guy from that 70s show. Uh, he had sex with a whole bunch of... Uh, Wilmer Valderrama? Wilmer Valderrama. And so before the roast, uh, they announced Wilmer Valderrama is going to be part of this roast because Wilmer Valderrama is a, 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 a star of the seventies of that 70s show. Tommy Chong was, was on yep. that 70s show. Oh, that's right. So uh, Tom Arnold is asking me, he goes, I don't even know who, uh, Wilmer Valder- who is uh, Wilmer Valderrama. And I was like, oh, um, he's, uh, he's a handsome guy. He uh, supposedly had sex with... Um, like everyone, like uh, Christina Aguilera. Oh, yeah, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Like all those babes and, that, and, and, around that time. And that supposedly took uh, Britney Spears' virginity, supposedly. Like like just like really? straight crazy stories. That Louis Valderrama fucked everyone. <laughs> and he walks out on stage with that. And they go, <laughs> they go, all right, next up, you know this guy. And they 
shit on him and shit on him and shit on him. Please welcome Tom Arnold. And I, I, actually, several people had shit on him hard already. And he, they were shitting on uh, Mikhail's Navy. And then Tom got up on stage <laughs> and was flustered. And he goes, uh, hey, everybody, uh, Tom Arnold here. And... Uh, uh, okay, I've made some shitty movies, all right? I've made some shitty movies. People always ask me, uh, Tom, why'd you make a movie like Mikhail's Navy? Uh, well, I'll tell you why. I did it for two reasons. Number one, I wanted to salute the men and women of our armed forces. And number two, have any of you ever seen a check for $7 million? I have, and it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. And then he goes, Wilmer Valderrama is here. Uh, Wilmer, uh, I don't know much about you, but I understand that you actually fuck Lindsay Lohan, is that true? Man, I guess it is possible to fuck somebody's brains out. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> and he literally got that five minutes ago. And he went up on stage with that joke. And I was like, wow. Sure that zinger. That's fucking solid. Yeah, Tom Arnold is, is fucking amazing. He, he actually had a line at the roast of Roseanne where uh, Roseanne Barr, when he talked about when they used to be married, and he said, uh, this is a true story. Uh, Roseanne used to have a tattoo on her uh, butt cheek. Uh, true story, and it said, property of Tom Arnold, which at the time made me the fifth largest landowner in <laughs> California. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn. That is Fucking amazing. That is a solid fucking joke. And he's a great comedic actor, too, so I love that guy. But um, who will come to the funny bone that you will... Is there someone who you'll try to watch all of their shows? Like, if they do four shows, you'll you'll try to watch all four or all five shows? Yeah, like if we're working? Yeah. Pete Lee for me. Yeah? Pete I'm Lee's one of those funny. guys. Yeah. I like to watch... I yeah. like to see how much stuff he runs through. Mm. Yeah, Pete's a good one. Who else? Uh, I can sit and listen to Augie Smith. Augie Smith is great. I've oh. known Augie for since I started 30 That's years ago. Yeah, we had him on the podcast. Him and uh, Sean Gannett was on an episode, and it was a great episode. Oh, shit. I but, yeah, love hearing I could that. Love listening I fucking to love Augie. Augie, yeah. No matter what. Uh, you know, new stuff, old stuff, the whole, the whole wow. set. Wow. What do you got? Uh, Dave Landau. Is a oh. Dave Landau's hilarious. Yeah. Dave Lando, uh, New York guy who's from Detroit, right? Yes. Yep. He's yep. from Detroit. Yeah, nice guy. I love He's coming Dave back Lando. here soon, too, like yeah, in a month uh, or so. Yeah. Do you have a guy that you... I, I really like crowd work, so Willie Farrell. Willie Farrell? I don't know if I know Willie Farrell. Des Moines Club. He, Des Moines oh, guy. He's road dog. Uh, and he's all crowd work? Mm, yeah, for the sure. most part, I want to yeah. say Ian Bag for me if it's crowd work. Oh, yeah, Ian. Sure. Every time... I could watch I could watch a hundred of his shows yeah. in a row. Jay Okerson is the same way. Jay Big Okerson Jay. will do yes. a lot of That's a lot true. of crowd work. Um, I haven't seen Big J. You haven't seen Big J? No, he was I, on the I, podcast. I, I, was, I, know, I, I wasn't, wasn't on that. I wasn't one, on the podcast at the time because <laughs> he hadn't fired the other guy yet. Yeah, <laughs> the other guy hadn't started dating ten-year-old children yet. <laughs> well, I'm glad that he did. That he did become kind of shitty because then once he was gone, Davis is like, "I'm not doing this shit by myself." So wow. then he's like, "I need everyone to jump in." So then we all kind of jumped in. Wow. Yeah, David Tell is a guy who I will watch. Like when I'm I'm in New York once a month and uh, to do sets at the clubs. And every night when I'm in New York, I will go watch David Tell do his he usually does a one thirty or one forty five AM spot. And I'll watch him do his last spot of the night at one thirty, one forty five. And it's amazing to me how every night he's he's changing all the punchlines around. He's he 
he's so bored. I mean, it's it's <laughs> fucking it's it's frightening yeah. to watch as a comedian, where you know when you have a good joke, it works. I'm not fucking with it. It works, and he's never happy. He's constantly reworking. I remember working with him for an entire weekend in um, Maryland. What was the name of that town? It's like on the coast of Maryland, um, and they had this really cool club there. And me and Atel did three shows there. And the first show, Atel goes, uh, "All right, let's uh, let's talk about anal beads." <laughs> and then he looks at somebody in the front row and he goes, "Oh, you don't know what anal beads are? Uh, let me see if I can try to explain this to you. I can tell you what anal beads aren't something that you should get for the office for the holidays as a gift." And I was like, "This is a solid joke." And then uh, the next night, he goes, "All right, let's talk about anal beads." And he sees someone in the front row and he goes. Oh, you don't know what anal beads are? Let me see if I can try to explain this to you. Anal beads are like finding out there's no Santa six times in a row. And I was like, (laughs) and then the next night he goes, all right, let's talk about anal beads. And he doesn't even do the joke. He says, uh, he goes, what do you say when you pull out the anal beads? What are you supposed to say? Are you supposed to say something? I came up with something. Maybe you guys can use this. This is what I've come up with. When I pull out the anal beads, I'll say, and your winning Powerball numbers are seven, (laughs) 12, blood. Yeah. (laughs) Brutal. Absolutely brutal. That's a guy who I can watch night after night after night and just be in awe of. And um, he'll even get mad at people for laughing too hard in the audience. Like, I've, I've seen him go, oh, God, pick a laugh. Jesus Christ. Like, it's... He's fascinating to watch. Absolutely fascinating to watch. He was just here uh, a couple weeks ago. Really? Yep. And he did uh, two Friday shows, and then he added, and then both Friday and both Saturday shows were sold out, so he added a 4 o'clock Saturday show. No shit. Yeah. And that was sold out. Did he bring bags of candy? Uh, Yes, there was some candy around. Dave will bring in bags of candy for the staff. Hmm. It's just like a thoughtful thing. You know, where people, I remember when we did those shows in, uh, in Maryland, it was like, I go, oh, shit, you guys have candy? And they're like, oh, Dave brought that. Dave brought it for the staff. I was like, no way. I'm like, oh, go ahead and take some. You know, it was like, who doesn't love seeing, like, a, a bowl of candy? It's like, right. it's just like a small thing that I just thought was such a nice gesture. And then for have, adding that third show for the late, at the, on that third show, he bought everybody pizza. Gonna, no yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a tell. He's an incredibly nice guy um, who's awkward socially. But, uh, <laughs> but a really nice guy. I remember uh, running into him on the streets, uh, like in between comedy clubs, and we were sitting there talking, and this guy goes, oh, shit, dude, dude, can I get a picture? And he goes, yeah, 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 let's take a picture. And, they, and he goes, take a picture. He goes, man, I loved you on the, um, what was the show you were on in Comedy Central? And he goes, no idea. And he goes, the, no, the one where, the, <laughs> the, where you, you stay up all night and you go out and you film. And he goes, doesn't ring a bell. He wouldn't, he wouldn't <laughs> give the guy the satisfaction of telling him the name of the show. I fucking love that about him. I absolutely love that about him. Like a year ago when he was here, uh, I gave him a ride back to the hotel and he wanted to get some food. And there's a shitty like taco hut up here that's super tiny. And yeah. we went there and... He's looking at the menu, and first he was in awe that it was so small, and he was like, how many people are back there? And <laughs> he was like, does she speak English? I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and he ordered a ton of shit, like almost like the whole side of the menu. And no then he shit. told the lady, because he, he ordered it, not me, and 
uh, he told her he was from Taco Magazine and he was doing a big story about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was fucking dying. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this lady, you could see she was a little bit panicked but really didn't know what was going on. <laughs> wow. That's ridiculous. Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> Holy shit, that's amazing. Oh, God, I love that guy. Well, when you have people on, um, do you have like regular go-to questions that you ask everybody or? Not really. We just kind of sit down and I'll, I usually jot some stuff down uh, just as like a safety net, but we just kind of talk like we just kind of do this. Did you jot anything down for this? I did. Because we used to try and come up with a list of questions and I had standards and stuff like that. Yeah. But we found out those episodes were a little tight and we found the ones where we just sit down and bullshit yeah. were way more fun to do yeah. and way more fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's a little it was, stilted if you keep doing the same shit over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get yeah. that. I totally get that. What did you write oh, down? The first thing I wrote down was uh, about you predicting Scott's uh, demise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I would have forgot that one. But no, <laughs> I was going to bring that up, too. That is hilarious. Uh, then the second thing was, um, oh, I had a question about your favorite concert or sporting event that you've been to since you've been to so many of all time. The number one that stands out. By the way, before I answer that, um, did I actually specifically predict Scott? Leaving? Uh, no, not no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. But you said, has anybody been kicked off yet? Uh, and when you said that uh, in the room, that it was very awkward, and yeah. I kind of looked at him because it was really? kind of yes. And I no feel shit. at the time you kind of picked up on it, but we just kept going with this. It was. Did I also say, has anyone at this table ever tried to fuck a kid? Like, Stop! Don't say it in front of him. Oh my god! Jokes, obviously. No one tried to fuck a kid. Obviously, these are jokes. But uh, that's why we didn't. Uh, <laughs> We're not oh, supposed to. Best sporting event? I can tell you best sporting event because yeah. um, I've always said for years I'll never go to the World Series unless the Chicago Cubs are in the World Series, to which all my friends would say, well, then you're never going to the World Series. Um, I ended up at uh, Game 7 of the World Series between the Chicago Cubs and the Cleveland Indians. As a sports fan and as someone who has admired the loyalty of Cubs fans, I uh, wanted to witness that happen. Right. Plus, you know, for anyone who doesn't know anything about sports, it was a over a 100-year drought before the fan base got a championship. It's the longest drought in professional sports history. And a witch, like, killed a goat or something outside? Put a there's curse all on. kinds of... Uh, That's for you, Tyler. There are people who... The history. There's are, there are people who believe that there are curses involved and that it involved a goat and... Um, so I end up in the third row behind home plate. Um, I got tickets upstairs, but a friend of mine snuck me down to the third row and I'm right behind home plate and I, and I pull up my camera phone to film the last out. It looks like the Cubs are going to do it in the 10th inning, bottom of the 10th. It looks like the Cubs are actually going to win the world series for the first time in a hundred plus years. And, uh, John Cusack is sitting directly in front of me. Eddie Vedder's in front of him in the front row. I'm in the third Cusack's in the second, Eddie Vedder's in the first row. And I start to go live. And right as I go live on my Facebook, you can Google this, um, I feel somebody leaning on me with all their body weight. And I turn around, it's Bill Murray. Oh, I have, <laughs> I've seen this video, yes. It's Bill Murray, really? and yes. he's drunk and crying. Yes, uh, yep. I was and, just going to say he's um, crying in it. Did you see it that night when it happened, or how did you uh, come across it? I can't remember it? if I did see it live that night. It was pretty close after it happened because 
Uh, I'm a Braves fan, but we, my family for a while now, my mom has a place in Arizona. We've been going to spring training of the Indians is in Arizona. So I've been following the Indians for a while. So I was tuned into that big time. So, uh, I turn around, it's Bill Murray. He's drunk and crying Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, he's, um, uh, I I look at him and I immediately just go, like, I want to stop everything and just go. I love you. Yeah. I, I love you so much, it's dude. I love Murray. you so much. But all I can say, because I'm live on Facebook and he's fucking up my shot. I was like, Bill, hold on, man. Hold on. <laughs> so I get the shot. I'm showing it to you guys live right now. And then once I get the shot, then I turn around. And, and it's Bill. just me and Bill just high-fiving each other and hugging each other, which is what everyone saw on the live broadcast is Bill Murray hugging and high-fiving a guy with a Mariners hat on. Um, <laughs> and it looks like we went to the game together. But we didn't. He just snuck up right at the very end of the game and snuck up right That's behind awesome. me. That's awesome. And uh, I got five minutes of him on my Facebook Live, and uh, that was the craziest, craziest sports moment. Uh, concerts, there's been a ton of them. Um, if you see that footage of Fred Durst, uh, telling everyone to rip everything up at Woodstock, and he's like, yeah. he's floating <laughs> yes. on a piece of plywood. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can see me behind Fred on stage um, with a little shitty disposable camera, like walking out to the center stage because all the security went, th- there was security in the pit that went out in the crowd. And then all the security on stage went in the pit. So there's no oh. security on stage. Oh, and I, was wow. like, <laughs> I walked out and I was like, oh, no one's going to know this. And then I, I just walked out, like, looking around, like, oh, man, I'm just going to sneak in a couple and I had no idea I walked right into a national TV shot and I was on CNN and I I just I looked like an ass on national TV but um there's been a couple moments like that where it's uh something unique and special is happening that um uh that makes it a really cool memory but those are the first two that come to mind are those but there's been a ton of them there's been a ton of shows and a ton of games you know but um was that the only two questions that you had for that? Uh, I think those were the only questions I did. If uh, I write stuff down, you know, if we get stumped or dead If you get stumped, yeah. And I wrote down, because uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad these days, and I'm not into the news and stuff. I, there's something going on with these beer cans, and now hillbillies are gay or something. I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> sure what's going on, but. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, uh, people are upset that a person uh got uh some beer cans with their face on it who was a trans person so um and it wasn't even like it was a run sex people how it wasn't it wasn't even a print or like a limited edition you can go buy it's like they were made and sent to that person to that person oh that was it yeah Yeah. that's and people got upset about it people are people are getting real crazy these days yeah huh what beer bud Bud light Light. Uh, bud light yeah budweiser or bud light yeah bud light yeah, and, and uh, so Kid Rock uh, made a video of him that was like, uh, with a like shooting them or something. Assault yeah, rifle, yeah. yeah, and still missing a bunch of cans. Like they, <laughs> they had like several twelve packs stacked on top of each other, and he only shot some of them. Like with a with three thousand bullets, he he hit like twelve of the eighty cans. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. But yeah, man, it's a crazy time in the world, and I I think it's. Um, uh, it's a perfect time for stand-up comedy because uh, uh, with that much tension, it's a great opportunity for comedians to be able to call out uh, hypocrisy. So, right. yep. you know, and bullshit. But um, uh, I'm excited to be back in Omaha and excited to 
be back in this club again and and seeing Colleen again and being around everybody. I'm just so curious when I come in because I just want to know, like, man, you guys have had everybody. So what kind of fucked up shit have you seen here? <laughs> because comedians are not normal people. No, they're not. Been, I don't know. I would say it's been, it was pre, it's been pretty tame for a while now. Yeah. I, I mean, since the as far as comics go, since like the pandemic, I feel like it hasn't. No one's been really rowdy or. I got I mean, We also don't work a whole hell of a lot either. Yeah. I mean, I work Thursdays, and these guys don't are. I worked on the schedule. Uh, this Wednesday. There's a private show here yeah. or something. Yeah, you're working a <laughs> private show this Wednesday. Not even a fucking comic on stage. I got a specific <laughs> question for you. You ever had a comedian? Done with the shows, walking out at night, uh, walking out with a girl. Like, it looks like they're leaving together. Looks like they're going to go hook up. That made you go, wow, you're going to fuck that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No oh, yeah. shit. It's, it happens every once in a while. And it usually they pick them up when they're selling merch. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, so you actually see the whole flirtation go on? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be standing out there making sure the alcohol is not going out the door, and I'll be hearing the conversations and the drunk girls hitting on them. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. And and do you find yourself uh, hearing lines that make you go, oh, you're kidding? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're... From the Not girls that, or from the comics or from, both? I would say the girls are desperate. The comics girls. are just like, hmm, oh, whatever. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like it's. Happens all the time. It's just, yeah. a, it's an alley-oop. Yeah. Like there's no effort. Like it's not a three-pointer. Like, ah, eh, fuck it. The real question is, have you ever left the club and woke up the next morning and been like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> well, when I was saying earlier about the uh, threesome story that, uh, that people, I have found out that uh, when you, anyone I know who's been lucky enough to have a threesome, that it's, you have to compromise. And I know that because in the South, <laughs> I was doing a show where I ended up having... And this is gonna be this is gonna sound like a weird description, but I ended up having the most racist threesome uh, in the history <laughs> of mankind. I like how this is starting. I know, right? <laughs> Did you put the pillowcase over your head? <laughs> <laughs> so I cut the eye holes. I, I do I do a show, and uh, afterwards, uh, these three girls come up to me and go. Hey, what hotel are you at? And I go, what hotel am I at? And they go, yeah, what hotel are you at? And I said, I'm at the Homewood Suites uh, down the road. And they go, we're coming to your hotel. And I was like, there's no way that's what I think. Like, that's that just, like, I don't think they realize what that sounds like to me. (laughs) That these girls, uh, and two of the three girls showed up. And um, were really excited to come to my hotel room. And one of them looked like... Um, one of them was attractive. One of them was really attractive. The other one, and, and I'm actually a huge Chris Farley fan. I love Chris <laughs> Farley. But, but, but the other one had a striking resemblance to Chris Farley. And I was like, is this like, like, what is going on here? And I just thought, oh, maybe they're just coming to hang out. But it actually started heading in that direction. And, uh, and, and it started to happen. And I was kind of like, trying to compromise it in my head because I'm like, you know, technically it is a threesome, but it's, I'm just, it's just not an ideal situation. 
you know, but it is a threesome. And I kept saying yeah. in my head, like, oh my God, this is a threesome though. It is a threesome. I mean, it's kind of a foursome, but it's, it's <laughs> like, but it is, you know, and um, um, the, the one I was attracted to points to Chris Farley and says, um, she should be a stand-up comedian. And I go, oh yeah, are you funny? And she goes, well, I hate Jews and Mexicans. And I went, oh my God. <laughs> and, and dude, I'm Jewish. And I still was like, it is a threesome. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm fucking Jewish. Like, I would be the worst person at a concentration camp if there was a threesome involved. I'd be like, oh, sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. It's, I got this opportunity with this, these German girls, and I, I got to do it. Uh, yeah, these guys are Jews, you know. Like, and, uh, um, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, like, I'm letting it continue down this path. And, and at some point, uh, Chris Farley said... Um, I live in a van down by the river. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Farley goes, uh, she goes, wait a minute. She goes, did you say you live in Los Angeles? And I said, I do. I lived in L.A. at the time. And she said, um, oh, you're probably one of them people who hates Donald Trump and thinks he's stupid, don't you? And I was like taking off my pants going, I mean, whoever you vote for is who you vote for. I'm like, I don't care who you vote for. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it was, it was just this thing of like, wow, this is – I mean, technically, it's a fantasy, but it's just not the fantasy. And twisted I, fantasy. Yeah, it was a twisted fantasy. And, uh, yeah, so, ugh, man, yeah. Counts. I, Threesome. I, still counts. Yeah, yeah, counts. So. I didn't know the hating Jews and Mexicans was the top two uh, starters yeah. for comedy. It was, it was one of the craziest things I've ever so heard. You, so you dumped it in Farley, huh? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking solid. <laughs> Fucking solid. Holy shit. I think shit. tonight I'm going to go home and ask the wife for uh, a racist uh, soiree. Yeah. One of her friends. Put on Tommy Boy and just go back down memory lane. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. It's uh, I, I think stand-up comedy, uh, doing stand-up, definitely brings... Uh, moments into your life that would never happen if you weren't a stand-up comedian. But, uh, but yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, but for you, though, I mean, you're so fucking outgoing. You know all these fucking people. You end up all these events. You go to all these concerts. You go all this stuff. I mean, yeah, you may not find the racist Chris Farley, but <laughs> you're still going to find something that's going to yeah, come you up. Definitely, it's, it's a great conversation starter for uh, to talk to somebody. If you're yeah. single and you meet somebody and you're like, you know, they, they just saw you do stand up. Yeah, I mean, of course. You know, and again, comedy's bigger than ever. It's it's um, it's crazy how big comedy has gotten. And uh, I just did my first arena tour, um, opening for Russell Peters across Australia, and New Zealand oh, nice. uh, last month. Nice. And every night was an arena show. Um, Tyler uh, just got off an arena tour just yesterday on a very smaller scale than that <laughs> yeah. i went for four days you went for four days yeah out with who uh noel miller he's okay. a he's a guy that got big with a podcast but actually stand up really and he we did st louis kansas city we did the holland center here and then ended in denver at uh the paramount no shit where were you in st louis in um kansas city Kansas City was uptown. uptown St. Louis was the pageant. No shit. I did a show at the pageant once, opening for uh, Alice in Chains at the pageant. Um, that's a really nice theater. Fuck. Yeah, it's, uh, this was my first time on an arena stage 
that I wasn't opening for a band. And it took me like oh, sure. two minutes to realize, oh, wait a minute. Like everyone's listening. Like nobody. <laughs> like <laughs> for comedy. My fear. I've opened for Metallica. I've opened for System of a Down. I, I toured with um, Allison Chains and Corey Taylor. And then I get on stage and I realize nobody hears on Coke. Like, <laughs> like they're gonna, and they're listening. Like I, it was just. It took me a minute to realize. Like oh man, you can just relax. Like you can just do a comedy set and they'll listen to you. I don't have to worry about like, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. You know? <laughs> Not and, the duck any uh, yeah. cans or beer bottles yeah. or yeah. In fact, I, I do the most pussy way of opening for bands. I go out on stage and I lie to them and tell them I work for the band, and then um, and I say, uh, you may have heard some rumors and it's true. Uh, the band has some very important announcements. Uh, we are, in fact, recording our first ever live album right here. <sighs> so I need your attention. I need your attention. There's a proper way to yell on a live album, so we need to rehearse this. And then they just follow every stupid uh -huh. instruction I give them. And they listen, and then I put in jokes, and they laugh, because they're following me for yeah. instructions about what's going to happen tonight. And they believe everything. There's a video of me doing it on YouTube, opening for Motley Crue, where I'm on stage telling everyone, we're, we're taping a live album. And then I turn around and look at the camera phone and I go, they fucking bought it. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm lying to them and turning, I'm pulling a Donald Trump. I'm just looking yeah, yeah. at a crowd of people and I'm just telling them what they want to hear. And then I'm turning around and covering the microphone and telling the truth. You know, it was it was bananas. It was absolutely bananas. There, there was never a rock show ever again like that rock show. Like that rock show, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love when the, the 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 bands always do that cheap plug of, oh, we love you, Omaha. You're the best yeah. on the tour, and it's yeah. like, uh huh. Of course yeah. we are. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we are tonight until you go wherever you're going tomorrow. There is a legendary story about Omaha that I did hear because uh, uh, I do jokes about Kiss on stage, mm -hmm. and um, I saw a Kiss in Las Vegas. And the singer of Kiss, Paul Stanley, had this stage rap that he did where he said, All right, people, now listen. I know this town, Las Vegas, is known for its buffets. And I can tell you right now after this show, I see a lot of people in the front row that I really want to eat. And then he started fixing his hair, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I saw the same show like a month later at Madison Square Garden in, uh, in New York, and I brought a bunch of comedians with me, Jim Norton, Steve Byrne, and um, Jeff Ross. And everyone that works for, for Kiss, like whenever they walk by, I'd go, hey, were, were you listening in Vegas, when your singer said he was going to eat the front row, did you hear that? <laughs> and three different guys who worked for Kiss said, did you hear what he said in Omaha? And I was like, no. Three different guys like, you didn't hear what he said on stage in Omaha? And apparently, when Kiss performed in Omaha on that tour, this was Kiss Aerosmith, Paul Stanley said, all right, people, now listen. You know I know this town, Omaha, Nebraska, is known for its Angus beef. And I can tell you right now after this show, I'm going to want to sink my teeth into some meat. And the whole crowd went, <laughs> <laughs> And he came back to the microphone and said, now, wait a minute. Hold on. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about a thigh or a rump roast. And the crowd went. What? <laughs> and apparently all the guys tuning guitars behind the stage were like, what the fuck's he doing? Like they're all confused. So, so, yeah, there's some history here in Omaha that I've heard about that I love. I absolutely love. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I wish I would have made that show. That I, I couldn't make it to that show. I was 
out of town for something, and I was like, fuck. For but, Kiss Aerosmith? Yeah. Yeah. yeah my buddy it. got to work. He used to work uh, security over at, uh, at uh, Hilton Garden Inn. Oh, no shit. And then he also, which was which is a, a, a ta- or Hilton, not Garden Inn, Hilton, which is attached to the sta- uh, stadium, and so then he would also work security there. Really? And so he made sure on that show to prop himself rich. He made sure to prop himself by a door so that way he could see the show and hear the show. Really? Because normally he's, he would just be stuck wandering around. He's like, whatever. He's like, with this show, I'm working so I can see the show. Wow. No shit. Well, yeah. it's um, We're going to have fun times this weekend, man. This whole weekend here uh, is always a fun time. And I'm excited um, to be back in Omaha and to do these shows. So it's going to be a fun weekend here at the Funny Bone. And um, uh, the other comedians are great. Um and uh, uh, yeah, dude, I'm excited to do it. So, so you and I will tell some of these stories uncensored on stage. I'll reveal <laughs> what I've been trying to hide here. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I was gonna say. So you've worked with a lot of comics, and you talk about how you open for a bunch of people. Is there somebody you haven't opened for yet that you want to, or somebody you want to work with that you haven't yet? Because you probably worked with damn near fucking everybody. Yeah, everyone. I think the only guy that I would uh, only because then I could like sit back and watch him work every night is Chappelle. I've worked with Chappelle a few times. And uh, I would love to do one of his bigger arena shows with him, but um, but I love just hanging out and watching him. He's he's still the same guy that I've known for uh, twenty five years, and um, he's just a he's just a good dude. I mean, he's so laid back, and he's just so good at what he does. You know, um, I live in Vegas now, and he did a show at uh, MGM Grand Garden Arena. I think he did like three nights in that arena, and he had like a party room set up um, for his guests, and he showed up in the party room. Like five minutes before he was supposed to go on stage. <laughs> and I was like, look at him going, hey, dude. And he's like, hey, Craig, what's happening, man? And I was like, no, aren't you going on? He goes, oh, not for five minutes. What's up? And I was like, <laughs> there's 20,000 people out there waiting for you. And I remember we, we talked for a minute, and I reminded him of uh, uh, something funny that he said to me 20-plus years ago. He told me he had moved to Ohio, and he, he got a farm in Ohio. And the next time I was in Ohio, I did a show in Cleveland at the Improv, and I called him up. And I said, hey, Dave. And he said, hey, Craig, what's happening? And I said, um, I'm in Cleveland, man. I'm doing shows at the Improv. I was going to tell you, if you want to come out to a show and, and hang out, or if you want to do a set, let me know, man. We'll hang out. And I said, do you remember what you said to me when I called you to say that? And he goes, what did I say? And I said, you said, Craig, do you know how big Ohio is? and i didn't realize he actually lived like five hours away from cleveland like and i was like oh i thought when you said i have a farm in ohio i thought it was like oh okay well i'm in ohio so come on over i'm in cleveland and he was like man i'm five hours away and he's in yellow springs which is like near dayton i think it's on it's like uh on the southwest side of Ohio. So, yeah, I missed that by a lot. So. <laughs> so. But thanks for having me on, man. That was a fun time. Yeah, thanks it's for been me fun. On. I'm glad I'm ex- uh, you reached out to us and uh, got ex- us to work I'm out. excited for the shows, man. So let's do it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> How do we thanks wrap up? Is there I'm about a- to play a song, and we're getting the fuck out of here. Thanks right. for Greg, Greg Morton also uh, gave us a closer for this as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is the song that uh, Greg Morton wrote? Yeah, well, no. So so Davis knew a guy that got us the riff. He just played some riffs for me and okay. so that you know we don't get dinged on YouTube or anything okay. for copyright. And okay. And then we played it for Greg Morton, and then he was like, wait, 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 roll that back. And so then we rolled it back, and then he did the intro. And then when we played this, uh, he had a, it's a different song, and then he played it as an outro, and then he... Rift on the uh, uh, on the outro as well. Really? Okay. 
So right, here this, we go. All right, this is it. <laughs> right. Here we go. Let's hear it. Thanks for listening. Just listen to the doggies. The motherfucking doggies. Talking about the big slab. Banana, banana, banana. <laughs> here we go. Let's do the music bed. Hold on. I got the music here. Let's see. You got the intro and the outro. I have. And actually, I think I you did playing. the same for the intro and outro when Maybe. we outroed for that, Greg, because there's a different song. I'm about to play it right now. Yeah! Yeah! Door guys! Door guys! Hide your kids if they're under 18 Cause one of our guys fucked up bad And he fucked a kid allegedly Watch out for the kids They gotta go to school Unless they're with the door guy Who got booted from the show Door guys One of them is fucked up Can't finish unless she's under 18 That's his kink Door guys, yeah. Probably can't use that, right?